imagine this you're out doing god's work you know you're helping those in need around the world and you get a call you're in the airport on your way back home from africa in the airport basically in line for a delayed flight back home and your doctor calls you and they've got your test results you're a young lady and they say there's possible signs that you've got cervical cancer what on earth do you do you know first of all why are they telling you in the middle of a queue in an airport but that hearing that story earlier this morning speaking to an entrepreneur who went from uh, investment banking through to health entrepreneurship because of her very story with potential cervical cancer you know this kind of story i'm hearing time and again i honestly it's been in the back of my mind i've been working with entrepreneurs who pivot into the health sector from all sorts of backgrounds banking architecture finance the works really education and these guys like you maybe that's watching or listening you have the most power because you bring a fresh set of eyes you've got your experience in all these other sectors but not only can you impact the health sector with all of that expertise you can actually make an influence in your own sector wherever you came from because all roads lead back to health that entrepreneur fortunately is going to be one of my guests in a few weeks so i'll introduce you to her shortly but my guest today equally they're entrepreneurs who you'll hear about shortly from various backgrounds who they'll, they'll tell you themselves and for their own health reasons they pivoted into health and we're going to learn so much from them today welcome by the way to day 34 of my 90-day challenge where i'm sharing my personal journey back to physical and mental health i've had my own issues all the way from weight issues through to burnout at work as well and alongside that, I'm teaching insights together with my guests in the world of health and entrepreneurship, even intrapreneurship. So do go back, check out the last 33 days of content. And if you like what you're seeing, please do subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'd love to have you join me on this journey. I'm Beirut. I'm a preventive medicine or public health physician based here in the UK. And my mission is really to help you, the entrepreneur, to create a healthier, but more importantly for me, a happier world through your ventures, but it all starts at home with our own health and well-being. You know, if any of this sounds like you and you've perhaps come across a personal experience of your own, maybe look after a loved one, and you're contemplating pivoting into the health sector, please do check out the link in the description below for some additional resources. Right, let's put out a disclaimer before we get started. Anything we hear today, honestly, is just information, education only, as much expertise as either of us have here or my guests we can't be your practitioners online on a YouTube or a podcast thing. So please do speak with your uh, physician in your area if you're concerned about your health in any way whatsoever. Super, super excited to welcome Amy Carlson and Naomi Damask, who are founders, co-founders of Transforming Women's Health. Amy, Naomi, welcome to my 90-day insane challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having us. I'm super excited to be here. I love what you're doing, and I think it is so important, um, you know, to, to really spread this ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you so much. For those of you who did not know what just happened before we went live, do you want to, Amy, do you want to say what you did? Because it gave me so many good vibes and good energy. Uh, the blessing? Yeah. The blessing over our time. I, I asked for, do you want me to repeat it? 
No, it's just I love I love this, you know, this spirituality, whatever religion you have, whatever beliefs you have, mm -hmm. it's so good to have this kind of belief and and bless what you're about to do. So it's just having the right mindset and the right intentions. In, and I think as soon as we focus on serving as entrepreneurs, as health professionals, as opposed to what we can gain either in our careers or in terms of how much how many sales and funnels we can fill, I think that's what makes the difference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have to come from a servant's heart. Um, that's what Jesus did when he came to this earth, is he came here to serve others. And I think if we're always starting from that point, we will always do good in the world. Absolutely. So let's, let's help our audience learn more about you guys. So I guess, Amy, I'll go to you first. What, what led you here? What's your story uh, as prior to becoming a health uh, practitioner? What were you doing before that? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I actually worked in the automotive industry. I owned uh, franchises in the uh, state of Iowa. I had five of them and I was the only 100% female owned franchise in the United States. So um, in a very kind of unique situation, and this was in the 1980s and on. Uh, so this was in a, a time frame where women were not necessarily in this industry at all. And I had a lot of health issues uh, in my young adult life and carrying on, especially around the reproductive system. Uh, I had a lot of neurological things going on, but the main things were on the reproductive system. And I went from doctor to doctor. I was corralled through the whole system. I had pieces and parts of me taken out. I was put on, you know, so many different medications. Some would cause issues in other areas of my body. And I was actually diagnosed in menopause at the age of 36. Now, for those who are listening, the average woman goes into menopause at the age of 47. I am 55 and I still have some menopause symptoms today. So it's been going on for a very long time uh, in my body. And I got frustrated with what solutions I was being given. I got frustrated with one more taking out the prescription pad and not getting to the root of the problem. Um, I got frustrated with another surgery being recommended. I thought there had to be a better answer. I also got frustrated with doctors not listening to me. As a woman, I was told many times that the symptoms I was having were in my head because they couldn't physically find things wrong with me. Um, Upon one surgery that I had with the hysterectomy, they came back finally after the surgery and they sent my uterus off to pathology and said, wow, we're glad we actually took this out because you had precancerous cells inside your uterus. Well, I don't know. I've been trying to tell you for years that there's you know, something wrong inside my body, but I digress. But anyways, I always thought that the things that were happening to me, once I learned about toxins that were because of the automotive industry, there's a lot of toxins there, but I quickly learned that what I was exposed to in my home environment was absolutely just as dangerous as what I was being exposed to in the automotive world. So I dug in and I started learning and we'll get into what I learned in a moment and I'll let Naomi share her story on 
you know, what was happening in her life and how she pivoted. And I will say before we move on that essential oils were my gateway drug into learning about a natural lifestyle. I was not in a point in my life where I knew anything different than what the doctors told me. If you talk to me about holistic practices or natural things, I thought you were full of baloney. I really <laughs> did. <laughs> uh, um, and that they're, you know, the doctors were educated. Um, they had training. And if they couldn't heal me and my body, then nothing else could either. That is the space I came from. Thanks so much for sharing that, Amy. And uh, just to highlight before I go to Naomi, absolutely. You know, everyone focuses, I hear this all the time on places like Clubhouse and, and elsewhere, uh, startups, innovators, entrepreneurs, focusing all their efforts on getting the latest tech AI. I'm a fan of AI, don't get me wrong, but getting the latest tech and AI into getting better healthcare systems when indeed our health is determined outside the healthcare environment. Although healthcare has its issues, it causes a lot of damage and it does a lot of good too. I mean, it's a CDC study showed it's, you know, medical error is the third leading cause of uh, morbidity. Uh, so we should keep that in mind. But as what you just said highlights the importance of our exposures at work and at home, you know, we spend most of our time at work, 90%, and mm -hmm. most of the time we're indoors. So it's not just about the environment outside, it's also about what's indoors. So we'll come on to that. Absolutely, Amy. Thanks for sharing. Uh, oh, Naomi, yeah. <laughs> Naomi, over to you. So my health journey, really, I look back and it started way back in high school, but I never recognized that until the latter part of my years, but I was also in corporate America. I worked for one of the top makeup companies in the world. Um, and I had started a side business and this was 17 years ago when that side hustle wasn't even a term. Um, I started designing handbags just for like my creative outlet. And I remember my boss used to say to me, cause I, I was a category development manager and he used to always say to me, we're not brain surgeons, it's okay. But my workload and my stress load when I worked corporate was extremely high and I wanted to perform. I wanted to keep climbing that corporate ladder. And when I was pregnant with my first child, I ended up leaving and decided that I had this side business that was growing. So I thought, I was a little naive. I thought baby slept all the time. B, so I was like, all right, I'll just pivot. It'll be a smooth transition and it really wasn't. Um, <laughs> which I think we learned that a lot as entrepreneurs that we pivot multiple times. But <laughs> my health started to really started to fail after, really after my first child. And I started to have migraines and it just progressively got worse. And I would go to see doctors and it was after I had my second child that the migraines were just horrific. And I remember going and I specifically picked a, a doctor. I lived in the city of Chicago at the time who was Chinese thinking he was going to be more Eastern than Western because I had seen so many Western doctors and sort of like Amy said, it just was, here's a pill and I'm not one to take, you know, just medications. I really wanted to get to the root cause, but I really didn't understand that concept because I thought here, you guys have gone to all this medical training. You should know, fix me. Like that was my whole thing. Well, it was after that last time I went in and this doctor who I thought was going to be more holistic wasn't. And right now he was like, ask me about my life. 
And I said, well, I run my own business. You know, by that time I was in, I don't know how many children's stores throughout the U.S. Um, my husband's in grad school, plus he works full time and travels internationally. And I have two little kids at home. And he says, lady, you're stressed. And I was like, no, I'm not. This is life. And I think that's the whole thing is sometimes we don't realize that our body's stressed. And his solution for me was, here's some medicine. You just need to take this medicine and figure out taking some stuff off your plate, which I couldn't take anything off my plate. That was my life. But I wasn't given any tools to put in my toolbox. So fast forward a couple years later after this all happened, first of all, I never got to the root cause of what were causing those migraines. I started to have a little intuition that it was hormonal, but never once was it like, let's look at your hormones, let's test your hormones, let's look at your diet, let's look at your skincare products, none of that. Until I was diagnosed in 2011 with two invasive breast cancer tumors, not one, but two. And that is really what opened my eyes to what is wellness. It's not just diet and exercise. It is so much more than just that. And that's what sent me down the rabbit hole of learning. Um, you know, I learned to be my own advocate because I did not want to do chemotherapy. I did not want to do any of those protocols. But this was, you know, almost 10 years ago that there wasn't a lot of information out there. You couldn't go to YouTube. You weren't going to social media platforms. People weren't uniting together to share their stories, which I think are so powerful. Now there is people that have stepped up saying, I've healed myself. I've done these, you know, different um, modalities that have really been beneficial. But at the time that wasn't available. So I ended up negotiating. I did four rounds of chemotherapy. And after my last one, I looked at my oncologist. First of all, he was like in awe that at first of all, I negotiated with him about my treatment plan. He's like, all my years of practice, I've never had anyone negotiate. And I was like, well, it's my body. It's my choice. I don't even want to be doing this. So I'm negotiating. But he taught me about a term called oxidative stress. And I'm so grateful that he taught me this. And I said, well, what is it? And he's like, it's stress in your cells. And I said, well, what do I do? And he said, I don't know. He said, eat more broccoli practice yoga, and don't get stressed. And from those, that conversation, that sent me down the deep, dark rabbit hole of learning, which then just, I ended up becoming a holistic health coach, um, which then has led me into really having a bigger voice into educating people and letting people know that there is ways for our bodies to heal. And I've been able to look back at my whole history, starting back in high school and realize no one has addressed any of these issues that were going on when I was 17, 18 years old. And that really was my hormones. And then if you just put all those different layers together, all those different pieces together, how I ended up with two invasive breast cancer tumors, I always say to people, I don't blame myself, but I take tonal ownership of my cancer because I do know better now. Um, and I, that's my mission is to let people know there is a way to live a preventative lifestyle. Yes. Naomi, thanks so much for sharing that. And uh, we're going to be, you know, I'm going to be asking you because I love in all of these episodes to be the student, even though I'm, I'm a doctor and um, supposedly, which I don't, I'm supposedly the doctor and I'm supposed to be the teacher in all of this. I actually like to be the student learning from people who have lived through these experiences themselves, you know, um, and you have gone and done research. You've trained to be a health coach. Amy, I'd love to hear what you've also done to, to kind of 
gain the skills and knowledge uh, to be able to do what you do. But I think just to acknowledge something in terms of breast cancer for those who are watching, listening, you know, I had a guest a few days ago, uh, Norma Delaro, who's actually put a question in for my guest today, and I'll, I'll pose it later on. But essentially, you know, one of the things about breast cancer is that we still don't know everything about it. Obviously, it takes time to do all of this research. So to demonstrate actual concrete evidence that people will accept in scientific journals, it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. um, and up to now, a healthy lifestyle, a healthy environment and control, you know, checking out your genetic risk factors, all of these things have been shown to contribute to breast cancer risk. And um, just um, so I'll come back to you guys in a second, but just for the listener, you know, right now, the, the conventional world of medicine says that about 30, maybe a third of your risk of cancer can be controlled through lifestyle change. But yet we still don't know everything. So all I'm saying is if you do get cancer, don't blame yourselves. It's not your fault. It could have been a random chance that you had nothing to do with. However, that doesn't stop us from being proactive because any lifestyle uh, measures we take to have a healthier lifestyle now, not only, not only prevent your risk of breast cancer, but indeed prevent the risk of any cancer, prevent the risk of heart disease, you know, stroke, dementia, all sorts of things. So what we're gonna hear today, hopefully, which uh, we'll, we'll learn in a moment, has so many uh, benefits throughout the course of your life. And indeed it's transgenerational. It'll impact your uh, kids and, and grandkids in some cases too. All right, so what are we gonna learn today? Shall I go to Amy first perhaps? You bet. So um, to, to come back to what I did as I learned, I, I said that essential oils were my gateway drug into this natural lifestyle. I actually became a podcast host first. Um, I got really angry when I started learning about toxins in our home and in our environment and that we're not we're not being told the truth about it. And there are things that are absolutely being sold on our shelves that the companies know are carcinogenic. They know they're causing cancer. They know they're endocrine disrupting. They know they're causing problems uh, for our health, yet they don't take them off the market. So I I got anger. Anger fueled what I do. And I wanted to be this voice. And I felt like podcasting was the best way. So I got introduced to some of the top leaders and um, experts in this field as I did the podcast. I wrote a book. And then I also wanted to become an expert as well. And so I took uh, courses and I became a certified toxicity and detox specialist. And so that's the space that I come from in terms of helping women and their health. Naomi and I got together because it all centered around breast cancer. We know that the, there are things that we can do as a preventative, healthy lifestyle. And here was coming in October again. And in the States, that is breast cancer awareness. And we're like, Egh. you know, there's more than just awareness. And we wanted to do something. And that's how we got partnered together. And then we just keep growing this and learning how to make a bigger impact for women. But what we've come up with and what we teach are really three simple rules that you have to follow that make five huge changes in your body. You guys want to hear what those are? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> so we have to take our hand 
off the fire. If we are exercising and we're eating healthy, but we never take our hand off the fire, we cannot have true health. And the fire is toxins. Toxins are the leading contributor to disease and inflammation in the body. We know this. Science knows this. So we have to identify and take our hand off the fire. That's step number one. You can't, you can't heal a burn if you're still getting burnt, right? Secondly, we teach women how to support the detox funnel. Your body has got this beautiful mechanism created. And Naomi talks about this. And I'll let you take it for the detox part, Naomi. Well, here's the thing. I think everyone thinks of detox. It's now become a marketing term because we think about a pill. We think of a diet. And I think the last thing that we end up thinking about is that our bodies are made to detox. And that is so important. So we walk you through the funnel of all the different pathways in our body. Um, and the one pathway I get so jazzed up about is the lymphatic system. And the reason being is most people don't even know what the lymphatic system is, yet it's, a, it's our sewer system. It's there to take out the garbage. The, the only thing they'll know is if someone's get diagnosed with cancer, if it's in the lymph nodes, they're always like, oh, was it in their lymph nodes? But other than that, they don't realize that the lymphatic system is there to support us and to support our immune system as well. So we walk you through all the different layers of the detoxification funnel. Um, and we really want you guys to not only know these things, but we put you into action. Because that's the whole thing is how many times we've learned stuff. We just, we take it all in, we take it all in, but we don't apply it. And that is one thing Amy and I really want people to do is let's start to take action and apply these steps in your life because right. it's no good just to know stuff. I mean, how many books do we have on our bookshelves? How many like webinars do we sign up for? <laughs> Podcasts do we listen to? Yet if we're not applying it, it doesn't matter. Right. And the last one, Amy, I'll let you throw it back sure. to you. Yep. And then, and then what we're going to teach you at their food, let food be thy medicine. You know, food can have such a huge impact on our overall health. So we're going to teach you what foods do you need to eat that are going to support the detoxification pathways in the body that are going to support methylation in the body that are going to help you naturally produce mitochondria and glutathione in the body. But then we're also going to teach you how to eat it. There's a way that we can eat that really fuels the body. And this is what I get jazzed about because we talked about detox and we hear that word in the detox teas and supplements and stuff. And what we need to understand is that until we get to the cell of the body, that we can detox all we want. But if we're not getting the cell fixed, we're not going to find that true health. And this is why we have, and I'm going to just give a little picture here. So here we've got this cell, right? And the cell has this membrane. This is the wall. This is the gatekeeper of the cell. It says, come on in the good stuff, leave the bad stuff. It, you know, this is the communication that's happening. And then on the outside has all these tiny little receptors that are sending messages out to all the different functions within our body. So when our bodies get bombarded with the toxins, which we can't avoid, they're out there, let's, let's call it what it is, this cell wall becomes rigid. 
it becomes damaged. And then what happens is stuff gets trapped in there. So no goods coming in, but no bads going out either. And all those little receptors, those messages get blocked. And this is why people have weight loss resistance. They're eating all the right things. They're exercising, but they can't drop that weight. This is why. This is why women have problems with their hormones is because the cell is damaged and we've got to fix it. These three steps get to that root issue and help you fix that cell so it can function and do exactly what it was designed to do. Nice, nice. Th thanks for that. And it, it really goes alongside, you know, early on, and I can't remember which day I did, uh, you can check out the titles of the episodes. I think it, I talked about the cup analogy. Uh, my guess was mm. Hess uh, Adnani, and it's just, I completely agree with you. So in terms of fire, you know, even as an environmental epidemiologist that I am as part of my public health practice, we always say, you know, just stop take away the exposure that's doing harm to you in the first place so i want to focus on that just now if i may if, okay yeah. there's so much we can do um, in terms of nutrition and other things to help our body release mm -hmm. these toxins and get it out of our sewage systems if you like but what can we do what should we be looking out for in our home or perhaps also in our workplace you bet. So we teach that there's really four main toxins we need to pay attention to, all right? We have heavy metals. We find heavy metals through our water sources. We find them in our food, but I'm going to focus in on water and I'm going to give you one big tip on this uh, for our water. A lot of people, you're drinking water right now and I'll bet you anything it's filtered water, um, you know, so that we have some, <laughs> he's shaking his head, come on, work. Uh, so we want, we think of the, about clean filtered water, but we need to think about this for what is be, uh, going on to our skin. So my tip for you in water is I want you thinking about what you're showering and bathing in. Because when we're doing that, studies show that our skin is going to absorb whatever we put on it, depending on what it is and the condition of our skin, anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't take less than a two-minute shower. My showers are much <laughs> longer than that. And it's hot. So the pores of my skin are opening up the largest organ of the body. And so if I've got heavy metals, you know, like lead, mercury, cadmium, you know, that are coming in through the, the water, it's being absorbed by the skin and it's coming into the body. So heavy metals are, are number one. Number two is mold. Mold is in far more places than what we think. A lot of people think, Wow, it's, you know, water-damaged buildings. It's water-damaged places, you know, that we go. But Naomi, where else can we find mold? I'm talking. Find, no, that's fine, Naomi. I'm used to you chit-chatting away. <laughs> but we can find mold um, in our food. That is a big one that people overlook all the time. They think about the mold that might be growing in your shower, around your bathtub. But we really don't think about it could be in our food, in our condiments. It could be in our coffee. And that is one that I think people really need to start to address. Um, it's also in our grains. And so we have to really learn and be open to be educated. One, to learn how to read food labels and realize that the front of our late or the front of the packaging is marketing. 
So what we need to do is turn it around and really see the back side of it and look for things that are, there's a reason why we're looking for organic processing. We want to make sure it's a clean source as well. Um, where is it being sourced from? You know, that's the other thing is because different countries are going to have different standards of testing as well. So we need to learn all those things. That's okay. really important. Absolutely. And besides, you know, the molds, it's also like for myself, it was those hidden infections that are in our body. That's another toxin is those hidden infections. Um, I had Epstein-Barr virus, which is known better known as mono, you know, in my body. You know, now there's more and more viruses that are coming out there. Um, Amy, I'm going to turn it back over to you again, because I know this is your, you love talking all this stuff. So hidden infections, we really need to take a look into our mouth, into our oral care. This is a huge hidden infection or a huge toxin that not does not get addressed with a lot of places. So did we have wisdom teeth pulled? Have we had root canals done? Do we have these cavitations inside of our mouth that are um, getting anaerobic bacteria into our bloodstream that is taking 10 to 20 years to show up systematic into our body? So if, if we know we've removed sources in many different places and we can't still heal, we might want to look at our oral health and see what might be happening inside of our mouth. Um, Lyme disease is considered a hidden infection inside the body. Candida and yeast infections are another source of hidden infections inside the body. And then the fourth toxin that we teach about is general toxicity. And this is where we get to what products are we using every single day uh, inside of our homes from what we use to brush our teeth with, wash our hair with, do our laundry with, what do we cook with, these types of things. And honestly, uh, we teach about a, 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 a um, app that you can download on your phone so that you can start getting and making better choices with your personal care products and your cleaning products. And of course, we're going to walk you through a lot of stuff inside that home um, that maybe you didn't think about before. But when it comes to personal products, I like to give kind of my top four things is fragrance, is a huge um, contributor to a lot of neuro-type uh, uh, symptoms. So if you're somebody who suffers from headaches, migraines, um, loss of thought, can't sleep well, look at what fragrance is in your products. We have parabens. Parabens are a known endocrine disruptor. Parabens have been found in every breast cancer tumor every single one of them. So this is a huge one as women, we wanna make sure that we're avoiding phthalates and sulfates are the other two. If you, if you avoid these top four in your personal care products, you're going to avoid a whole lot of the other ones because once they remove these four, generally you've got a pretty clean product uh, with, the, with the others. Can I just say something? First of all, I can I can feel I'm I'm across the ocean over in the UK and I can feel your passion. This this is your, you know, you live and breathe this. And obviously, having gone through the experiences that you guys both had, I, I can see you and you're smart and you bounce off each other so well. So thanks for, for being here with me today. I guess I'll I'll just pose one last question uh who's from uh, my recent guest, Norma. Uh, I mean, she went through breast cancer. She was an education administrator based in New York, went through cancer in her, I think, late 30s. 
um, you know, and it just stopped her world. Her world yeah. changed entirely and it led to early menopause. So her question is, what, what non-hormonal treatment can she consider uh, for menopausal young women? So um, my answer to her is, is those three steps that I talked about. Number one is making sure we're taking our hand off the fire. When we're using endocrine disrupting products, the parabens, the, the um, sulfates, the uh, the phthalates in our products, that is putting an extra burden onto our system. And that is really taking those hormones and making them really bonkers in, in terminology. <laughs> that's not medical terminology, but that's what's happening inside of our body. Eating in a way to heal the cell so that those messages and the hormones are being able to communicate back and forth with each other and the cells. What are there? Eight to nine different hormones that are in the body. It's not just one. There's not just estrogen and progesterone. There is a lot of different hormones that are happening inside the body, and we need them all to be functioning properly. So if we follow that protocol, um, I also found... Again, I was diagnosed in menopause at the age of 36. I had horrible symptoms, absolutely horrible symptoms. And I, for myself personally, will swear by essential oils. They do not necessarily um, create hormones inside of our body, but they help my body balance to the way it needs to balance so that I was able to go through all those years with minimal to no symptoms at all. I, and, and that's me and my personal story and what's worked for me. Thanks, Amy. I don't know, Naomi, did you want to add to that or? I do actually. And I will also say um, a lot of it also has to do with, you know, there's an added like little bonus, I like to call it for the four toxins. There's actually a fifth one that we bring up a lot is our thoughts. Um, you know, it really, that, the emotional side, the spiritual side of wellness isn't always addressed. Um, and I think that really is important because our cells, they don't know what type of stress is going on. They don't know if it's physical stress, if it's financial stress, if it's stress from our food, they see it all as one cellular stress. And our thoughts are really, truly are important for us. Um, and it is in, really key into healing our bodies and healing ourselves. So that is an area that people need to look at as well, is what are we living? Because we're all energetic human beings. And if you're constantly in a state of you know, negative energy, that is really going to affect the way your hormones are reacting as well. I'm so, so glad you said that, Naomi. Yeah, carry on, carry on, go ahead. No, the food, I think the food piece is a really important piece. Um, sort of like what Amy was talking about, her gateway drug is essential oils. I do love essential oils, but I really like to turn into what's called activation and using activators and how we have different pathways in our body that if we can turn these on to support the systems. So we can't really like piecemeal our body. Like I see, I see so many times people just want to focus on one area. And I'm like, we've got to look at it as a whole and we've got to do it all together. It's like an orchestra. Like we can't just say, all right, strings, you're fine now. But then if we didn't address, you know, the other, the wind instruments and everything else, it, it all has to flow together. So it makes that beautiful sound. And if one's out of tune, it's going to affect the whole thing. So really, truly addressing all the systems in the body is going to be beneficial. 
And I talk a lot about simple biohacks. And that really is really important is almost think about what did our grandparents or our great grandparents do? How did they live their life? And if we can start to live more like them, our body will thank us because right now our bodies have not changed yet. We are living like we should be living on the moon, right? Like we have just so many more toxins around us. We have all these gadgets that we think we need to have. But really it goes back to the simple beings of getting outside in nature, grounding, um, getting restful sleep, turning off our electronics, turning off our Wi-Fi, getting to bed much earlier at night, making sure the first thing we drink in the morning is water, not coffee. Um, just those simple things of looking at the sun when it's coming up in the morning, watching the sun you know, set in the evening, not slathering ourselves with sunscreen because we think the sun is bad for us. It's all these things that we can be doing to really help balance out the hormones and, and realize people have to know that our hormones are not just for reproductive. And I think that's so many times people just think of that. Lisa, I was like, oh, it's just about reproduction. But we have sleep hormones. Melatonin is one of them. Um, and that's why I teach about the circadian clock and why we need to be working with that. So, yeah, I like to go back to what did my grandparents do? Did they eat it? And, you know, they're eating it. I probably should be eating it. If they weren't, probably shouldn't be eating it. And it's, and it's, it's tempting. I mean, I made cookies last night and I made homemade cookies, but how easy is it just to run to the store and buy cookies or whatever it is. But I made a choice this morning. I was like running out the door and I was hungry and I had that, you know, nice container of those homemade cookies that were calling my name. And then I thought, you know what? I cut up all those veggies last night. They're just as easy to open that fridge and grab some vegetables. Um, and so it's just taking that mindful break and pausing and really doing things more mindfully that will help heal our, our hormones. They really will. Um, and I look at my mom, she's 82 years old, and she will always say to me, I don't understand why all these women talk about menopause these days. She's like, it doesn't have to be that way. But my mom has really been like probably a biohacker before that term even came about. She's on no medications, but she's been living a preventative lifestyle eating for ways to support her body for as many years as, you know, she's been around. And so she went through menopause just fine. She yep. didn't deal with the severe hot flashes and all those things. So it really comes back to a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I, I'm glad you said that. First of all, unlike a, you know, infectious disease where you've got a virus, a bacteria or something causes in a certain outcome or perhaps some rare genetic disorders where it's one genetic mutation and leads to a disease. Most of these chronic conditions, whether it's physical or mental health, they're multifactorial. And I'm, I, I just love how you talked about uh, mental thoughts, basically, and something that I've been discovering in all honesty. So I burnt out last year. Uh, at work and uh, it got me thinking you know how can I learn what I need to learn that hasn't been covered in, in all of my learning because it's all emerging knowledge emerging evidence out there and it's so interesting how the environment 
the nutrition, all physical activity, all sorts of things can impact your thoughts as well. It's not just about what you decide to think. So just a couple of episodes, like I think a couple of weeks ago, I talked about some studies that are being done to show what you eat for breakfast can impact the decisions you make, can impact your thoughts and vice versa. Definitely. So it's just don't underestimate the power of your food, your environment um, in both directions and your mental health. It's, it's all interlinked. Um, I want to come back to the both of you just to, as a wrap up, really, because check out in the link again in the description below in my resources section of the website. Uh, there's a link to uh, Amy and Naomi's seven day boot camp, which occurs every month. But I'd love to just hear about what you cover. Uh, exactly what we've been talking about yeah, there you go. today. <laughs> you know, we teach. We teach those three principles, the hand off the fire, the detox, you know, pathways, you know, how to eat and, and what to eat. And what that's doing is, is covering the five R's. It's removing the source. It's regenerating the cell membrane. It's restoring the cellular energy. It's reducing the cellular inflammation and it's reestablishing methylation inside the body. So this is what we teach in three simple ways. You can't we can't be overwhelmed. You know, we have to take this bite size and in bite size pieces. And so we try to make it real easy for you. We understand that people have busy lifestyles where we're going in a million different directions. And we have to make this something that you can incorporate into your daily routine that you're going to be excited about. And you're going to get a quick result so that you'll want to continue on that journey. Thank you both so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You've, you've covered so much material. And uh, when we were planning this, we were talking about 15, 20 minutes and you can't, <laughs> you can't cover this in 15, 20 minutes. No way. And as you said, there's a seven day boot camp. So uh, do check that out if you're interested. Any final words? I'll go to Naomi first and then maybe Amy. Um, I just want to make pe people aware that when I said that I take ownership of my cancer, I really don't blame myself. What I mean is that I'm able to piece together things of my lifestyle, um, you know, and that's why I'm in the field of nutrigenomics and epigenetics and biohacking is we do have the ability to turn on our genes and off our genes. So even though I'm predispositioned for cancer genes, um, I still, now that I know better, I do better, you have the ability to quiet those genes down. And so that's where I say, you know what, even if you do have a genetic disposition, let's learn to make sure we keep those genes quiet and not express those. And that is going to be through fixing the cell and addressing that lifestyle piece of it. Oh, yeah, and no, I agree with you. And by the way, before I go to Amy, I got a test done. I did a DNA test live on one of these episodes with, with uh, I think uh, we'll learn more about that in a couple of weeks, hopefully, when the results come out. So I'll be really curious to see Ooh. what that teaches me. Um, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, Amy, over to you. Any final words? Uh, Naomi touched on it. You know, when you when you don't know, you don't know. You cannot make the next right choice when you don't know. And it doesn't have to be these big, massive shifts in change. All the little 1% add up to 100%. So start where you are, implement one small change, get that under your belt, and then add something else that, you know, so many times, I think as women, we, it's an all or nothing game. And it doesn't have to be that way. So just remember that all those little changes are going to add up. 
I can't thank you enough, honestly. Thank you both so much. Uh, I do hope if you are interested watching or listening to this after, fa after the fact, the seven-day boot camp uh, goes on every month, doesn't it? So you can sign yes. up at any time. Um, and please, just final thing from me, if you're interested in continuing this conversation, do join me in the Facebook group where we're talking about this 90-day challenge. And uh, I'd love to hear from you and your thoughts and questions too. So thank you again, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you. Take care. Learn more at The Entrepreneur's Doctor. www.entrepreneurs.doctor. Better health starts here.